Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. The idea here, um, this is uh, in Matthew chapter 14, and I'll kind of paraphrase a little bit at the beginning verses. Um, the, the idea here at the beginning is um, Matthew's giving context to uh, something that was happening with John the Baptist. John the Baptist was in jail. He was in jail because he spoke against King Herod. And then what happened was uh, King Herod kind of got a little, uh, I I probably got a little too excited at uh, his birthday party and then just um, told uh, his... um, his wife's daughter that um, that hey hey you can have anything you want. Well, um, he shouldn't have said that because what was happening was John the Baptist was in jail because he said hey you can't marry this woman because that's your uh, that's your brother's wife so you can't do that. And he did it anyway. And so there was this whole like moral scandal going on, and that's why John the Baptist was in prison. And then he tells. Um, his wife's daughter, oh, hey, you can have anything you want. It's my birthday party. You can have anything you want. This is awesome. She goes, okay. And her mom convinced her to say, I want the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Weird. And disgusting. And so dark. And so all of a sudden, now, John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin. This is family. And it's not only family. But realize that John the Baptist was a miracle baby as well. And he also was probably the closest to what Jesus knew about being in ministry and about doing all these amazing miracles and seeing people come back to the Lord and uh, baptisms and all this. John the Baptist was the closest to understanding what Jesus was living and how he was going through. So not only was it family, but it was close family. And... And so John the Baptist gets beheaded, okay? So that's the the beginning of this story. So John's disciples come to Jesus to tell him this. This is um, starting in verse 13. It says, as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. Uh, Now, I want you to hear that. Why do you think he went in a boat to be alone? He was sad. He was hurt. He was distraught. He, he probably felt alone a lot, you know? And like now he's even feeling more alone. And leadership is lonely sometimes when you step out. So now Jesus is like, I just need to get alone. And I need to get, I need to get my father to fill me up again. I need to have this moment where I can kind of get my emotions in check. And because he was God, but also fully man. So he's going to feel everything that we always feel. But he just didn't let himself be run by them. Look at this. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. You see that? I was trying to get alone. I was trying to get some me time. I was trying to get my own life in order. And all of a sudden, I see all these people. See, I I, I think sometimes as leaders, we have 
um, we have too much compassion for ourselves and not enough compassion for other people. And so when push comes to sub and, em and emotions start getting a little overwhelming and we go through a little stuff where, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life or I'm not, I, I, I got into this relationship and now it's broken and, and now what am I going to do with, with where I'm heading or uh, past that, like what is going on with our bank account right now? I really need to focus on money or I really need to focus on this or that. You know, all of those things can become that thing where Jesus even felt like I got to get alone. But something happened when he came up. He put all these other people in front of his feelings. That's what a leader does. And now I have some other thoughts with this, but I just want you to see this because I don't want you to be a leader that only leads when you feel good. I don't want you to be a leader that only steps out when you feel like you have courage and you have boldness and you have, a, I don't want you to be that kind of leader. I want you to be a leader that is able and mature enough to, in the moment when you feel down and when you feel like you need somebody to pray for you and when you feel like you need something in your life, you can put that aside because of your compassion for other people and start leading them. Start praying for them. Start helping them. Start serving them. So look at this. But Jesus said, uh, so it goes on, um, uh, Compassion healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, so he's been doing this all day. Understand that? Start in the morning. Now it's evening. We've been doing all this all day with the disciples. Evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. I, I, so I want you to see what his disciples weren't seeing. Notice that when push got to shove, the disciples, what did they do? Send the people away. Because we don't have enough to give them. And what did Jesus do? Yeah, you do. You feed them. Do you see what he's trying to teach his disciples? He's trying to teach his disciples what he already just did. When you feel like you don't have enough, you are not empty. When you feel like you have to be alone and you, oh, I just need to get some time or I just need to be, you are not empty yet. Jesus just proved this right when he was going. Now, you could say, oh, he's the son of God. and he was, No, but he had emotions. He had needs. He had, had all of these things that we feel too, but he didn't let himself be run by them. But then all of a sudden, when a big need came to the disciples, they didn't see this yet. And so they're like, send, send the people away. We've got to regroup. Group, we don't have the money for this and we don't have the food for this. And what did Jesus say? No, you do have it. You do have something inside of you. You do have something that you can give. And if when you start seeing that, when you start understanding that, that's when you can lead on empty. And that is where miracles happen. Because right here, right now, is one of the biggest miracles that's about to happen. But it doesn't happen when you have all the food. It happens when you're empty. And you have to lead on 
on empty, but there's so many times where the enemy wants to pull you back and start telling you, you need to focus on you right now. You just need to have a season of you. You just need to be about you right now. You just need to back away from all of these things. And if you can focus on you, then when you get good enough, then you can step into leadership. But guess what? What you're learning is to be selfish first. And when you learn how to be selfish first, you will never be the leader that God's called you to be. And so what Jesus is trying to teach his disciples at this moment is to put other people in front of you and put other people in front of your being uncomfortable and being like you feel like you're on empty and being like you don't have all the emotional capacity to do it and being like you don't have all the energy for it. There are times where we have a church service where there's going to be moments in service where it feels like worship is just not there. But in that moment, just because you don't feel like worshiping God, worship God anyway and open up your life anyway because what happens in that moment is the miracle happens where you're like whoa I can't believe this happened I can't believe that 5,000 men plus women and children just got fed by five loaves and two fish wow because you lead when you're empty you, you go leading you go lead when you're empty you'll lead when you don't have enough you, you lead when you, you, you just, you feel like I'm, I'm just on the edge here. Because that's when God feels it. Watch this. Then bring them here, he said, he told the people to sit down. And so Jesus does this incredible miracle. About 5,000 men were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. And night fell where he was there alone. So there are moments. There are moments where you get refreshed. There are moments where you can say, yeah, this is the time where I really need it. God doesn't expect you to go all the time. I... I, I I, I, as I was thinking about this, there's a couple of things I wrote. Um, I, I was first thinking about those disciples and just thinking about how quickly they said no. And how quickly they were like, well, I don't have and I don't have. And I just want to say you do have. Every person in this room has. You do have the leadership that God's asked you to do. You do have the emotional capacity to do this. You do have the, um, the different talents and different things that you feel like you don't. You do have that. And God will never ask you for what you don't have. You know that God will never ask you for what you don't have. But he will ask you for what you want to keep. God will never ask you for what you don't have, but he will ask you for what you want to keep. And so be open at that moment. Because at the end of ourselves is where these big, humongous miracles come. And then after all of this, he had time. Because you can't go on forever. Just so you know, you're not God the Father. You're not the one that is the one that's saving everybody. 
So you can't go on forever. But you can go farther than you think. You can't go on forever, but you can go farther than you think. So understand that. Understand that those moments where you feel, and these, these are moments where you have to be really careful to listen to the Holy Spirit and also leaders in your life. Because they'll help you to distinguish between um, a selfish con- uh, 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 having a selfish complex where you only see yourself or a savior complex where you feel like you have to save everybody. Both of those are unhealthy. Both of those are bad for you as a leader. And so you got to understand which, which one of those do I kind of lean towards. Do I lean towards selfishness? Do I lean towards trying to save everybody and do everything for everybody because of uh, a, a lot of inadequacy inside of me? What, whatever that is, you, you need to make sure that you listen to the heart of God, to the Holy Spirit, so you can be the leader that God's called you to be. But I, 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 as I was reading this, I just wanted to make sure that everybody in this room knows you're not empty yet. You're not empty yet. You're okay. I know everybody's fighting a little something, something but you're a leader. You can work through it. You're big enough. You're more mature than you think you are. You're doing better than you think you are. You're stronger than you think you are. And so step into it. Don't step away. Don't think that you just need to shy away. Oh, I just need me time. I'll tell you, me time. I think that is one of the worst things that somebody can say. And I get it. Sometimes you need to be, you, you need to recharge and get alone and all that. And I'm, those are great times that, that you have. I'm just asking you, do not put yourself first. Just don't do it. Don't buy into that lie. And then if you don't, not only will you get to see a huge miracle, but God will always take care of you. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.